We are back on the axis of football, and this is a special California studio recording edition. For the first time, Shar and I are live together in the same space. We are, yeah, sure. You've got our, our beautiful California studios. You, you, you've shown my, my first time stepping into this office, and you, you've done a phenomenal job finding us a great spot here um, in beautiful Irvine, California. So thank you, sir. I appreciate yeah. it. It's, it's great having you here face to face. So, you know, we, we get to go live. This is going to be a little bit different feeling, right? A little bit different feeling. And look, I think because we're in Southern California, it's appropriate to start about, well, we've got team coverage talking about the Southern California team. And that would be the first game of the week. The Chiefs visiting the Chargers. What a great game this was. What a phenomenal. And I'll tell you awesome what, game. I was with my family at Disneyland. So I was like checking the score on my phone. And as it came to an end, I was like refreshing the ESPN app more and more and more. And I was like, man, this was this was a game that, you know, it was tough to miss. But I went back and watched the highlights. What a game, Char. And you see the final score. You say, OK, great game. High scoring game. 34-20. Chiefs won overtime. But really... This came down to some crucial decisions by Brandon Staley, the Chargers head coach. We talk about we talk about constantly analytics and relying on analytics. And you know what it came down to is Brandon Staley. He had the first drive of the game. The Chargers had you know fourth fourth and goal from the three yard line, incomplete pass. At the end of the first half, they had fourth and one from the one yard line, incomplete pass. And then the, their first drive of the second half, they had a fourth and two from the twenty eight yard line. Incomplete pass. So they essentially gave up at least nine points there, right? Or at the most nine points. You figured maybe they missed a goal, but he he gave up points. And it's like, you know, as Michael Lombardi says, since when did it become so terrible to get, to get, to get, to get three points, right? Yeah. And, and you know, this game went to overtime. And look, credit to the Chiefs. Mahomes turned it on in the second half. He finished 31-47, 4-10, three TDs. This is one of those. And, and when, look, when you see Mahomes go over 400 yards, my first question is, that must have been a huge Kelsey, Kelsey and, and, and Tyreek Hill game. And those two were sensational. I mean, they combined 22 catches, 347 yards total receiving. I mean, what, what, what a game. Three touchdowns total. And the final dagger, Shar, was an incredible catch and run by Travis Kelsey in overtime to put that final dagger, a 34-yard strike. Actually, you know, Kelsey caught this thing, I want to say maybe nine, 10 yards downfield, put his foot in the ground, cut back, and no, once he gets going, nobody could – he's like a locomotive. He just – he went right in there, beautiful move, ended the game. And I think if you're a Charger fan, you're thinking to yourself, this should not have even come to this. We, we, we gave points up, and at what point do you say analytics you, – you, you've got to take points, right? And this is just – you know, Brendan Staley – you know, we'll we'll talk about what, what were they thinking, but what were they thinking here? What was Brandon Staley doing, going for it three times on fourth down, not getting the points, and when you lose by an overtime, it bites you in the ass, man. Like like, what's going on with the Chargers? Yeah, let's not talk too loud because <laughs> a lot of them live here. So, but no, it, it, look, I understand analytics say that okay, this percent of time, you know, so on and so forth. At some point, you have to look at it. Look, there's fourth and shorts, and there's fourth and shorts. Let's say if you get, I've been plenty of times where I've been at first and goal on the one yard line and we weren't able to put it in. So at that point you get your field goal because what makes you think if you weren't able to 
convert on three tries on first and goal. What makes you think you're going to convert on the fourth down? Right. So, well, that's excuse him for the one. Like, you know, the Chargers, their first drive, it was fourth and goal from the five yard right. line. And, it's and not like you're at the doorstep. Was that the one where Parham got hurt? Uh, or was that the second one? I think that was the and, one where Parham got hurt. You know, yeah. the, people that, the people that argue for analytics uh, are saying, oh, he, you know, he should have caught it. He got hit in the head. That was a freak thing. Here's the point. My, my college coach, Chris Alt, who I always reference to, he's the one that always said you take the points because even he told me this. You he, accumulate he said, points over the yeah. course of a game. And, and, and he said this. He, he said, you only start thinking about two-point conversions and things like that at the end of the game. At the end of the game. Because you just want to accumulate points. And he said this. He said, plenty of times he's, got, he's converted on fourth and shorts to go out and throw an interception and lose a fumble. It's, instead, of, instead, of kicking, you know, instead of kicking a field goal. So at some point, at some point, you have to understand. Imagine how those Chargers felt when they came out with zero points. Well, and that's what we talk about when we talk about analytics is that analytics doesn't take into account momentum changes. It doesn't right. take into account what it does to the morale of the team when you don't score. And then obviously the way it probably uplifts the Chiefs too. It's Absolutely. like the Chiefs got outplayed in the first half. And to and and for the most part, and to go in that to go into the to, to the, the tunnel at that point with the game what it was, I mean, the Chargers should have been should have been winning to me by quite a bit. And they only go, go to only go down 14-10. Into the, into the, into the, into the short field goals. There were short field goals. So yeah. it's, it's not like they, they would have converted on, on those three field goals. And and look, you're right. There were the, yeah, there were at the five and the one yard yeah, line. Yeah, the chip shot. Talking about goals. a 23 and 19 right. yard field goal. So uh, the argument that oh they might miss the field goal is, is completely out the door. Yeah, I've been look. I heard somebody at PFF say, oh, if it affects you, we're not going to play us, or you don't deserve to be there anyways. Screw you. This is coming out of the mouth of somebody that's never fucking played football, and I'm telling yeah. you. When, when our defense would stop on a fourth and goal on a one-yard line, it's it's an absolute – look, it's a game of it's fucking huge. emotion. We're it's human huge. beings. And you, you want to go out there and make good right. on them just as and, an and offense. Just the, right. boost, just the boost that we get and, like, the smile that you get on your face. You get that first thing, like, oh, you know, we got this. Because here's the thing. If you stop somebody at a first and goal, you don't have to go down and score a touchdown. Even if you convert on three first downs on punt, just flip, that's a flip, huge victory. Flip field position, right, you right. flip the field. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, I, I, at, at some point, these pencil neck geeks that are trying <laughs> to insist that, that, you know, because data in the past has suggested this, that you always go for it. No, you, you don't. It's, it's idiocy. It's uh, look, some of the greatest coaches that like Bill Cowher, one of the, one of the best coaches that there is one of the true great coaches. He was just, he was dumbfounded. He was yeah. absolutely dumbfounded. And, you know, to have these analytics that try to tell that, oh, you know more than this coach because your numbers say so it's look, you play blackjack? I've played before, okay. yeah. All right, so here's the thing. I count cards. In fact, I've been banned out a couple of casinos. So I've told you this before. <laughs> Look, do you always buy insurance on 20 uh, when, 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 when the dealer has an ace shown? No. Okay. When you're counting cards, so, so the rule is this. You don't buy insurance, right? But I'm to tell you that based on your count card counting cards, you do buy insurance. Sometimes you buy, sometimes you don't. Based on the flow of the cards, based on how the, the, the deck is stacked, based on the game flow, Based on that, you uh, yeah, you got it, you got to kick it. Yeah, no, I know, and and the first one, okay, but at some point you got you got to think, yeah, and look, and they allowed, and because of that, even with that, they went into the half up fourteen ten, and you know, quite frankly, they they allowed the Chiefs to really get that momentum and get back in the game, and it's disappointing because on a day where Herbert had a really efficient game, the Chargers ran the ball for one hundred ninety two yards, right between Joshua Kelly. Austin Eckler, you know, Justin Jackson all played really well. So it was just, 
the fact that it got to overtime and what a huge game. I mean, Denver lost. This would have been for first place potentially yeah, in the AFC West. It was for first place. And, yeah. and the Chiefs now, instead of the Chargers being able to tie them and make it interesting, the Chiefs now have a two-game lead with, 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 with three games left. I mean, the, I, you could say the division was most likely won last Thursday. I, I think so. And, and here's the thing. I bet the Chiefs – well, you, you know my stance on the Chiefs uh, mm-hmm. all, all, all year, okay? Yeah. Uh, I'm not even talking about that. So, you know, so obviously I, I have vested interest in the Chiefs winning. I also bet a lot on the Chiefs this week. I bet a lot of money on the Chiefs. Okay. And, and do you know that every time they went for it, I was happy? I was happy. I'm like, absolutely, yeah, keep going for it. Keep going because for it. Because it's going to, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Because with every three, like, look, it, it, it's, it's again, I, you have to go back to the great Mark Lombardi. It's, it's his quote. Yeah. When did getting three points become a bad thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it, it's, this, it's this thing of, like, well, I'm innovative and, you know. Well, and the PFF guys where they're all these dinosaurs that don't understand. No, you yeah. know, pencil like, Honestly, the, the way those guys talk is so condescending it and is, arrogant. It and it's it like, is. you clearly don't understand game flow. Like, it, and there's certain things. It's like, you know, it's like, I feel like it's when I get frustrated talking when I'm arguing with finance, when I'm at work about like sponsoring a company event, it's like, they can't see beyond the numbers. Well, how am I going to get ROI here? You can't measure morale. You can't measure momentum. Absolutely. Right. And, and there's certain things you have to understand those charts aren't going to capture. No. And, and that's where analytics, I think, fall short. So use analytics where it makes sense. But yeah, this is, I think we're gonna look back and say that was the night, the West, the AFC West right. was one. And this was the first time since 1991 that an offense ran 12 plays from the opponent's five yard line that did not result in a right. touchdown. So and, disappointing, and you know, you know what disappointing. Was that I heard him talk about, they're taking credit for Chargers going for it, not converting, and then Patrick Mahomes throwing that interception on the five yard line. Here's the, here's the thing. If you score a field goal, you kick off. And Patrick Mahomes, let's say he throws the same exact interception. That's a touchdown either yeah, way. I mean, yeah. it's like, give me yeah. a freaking break. Yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the interception to a touchdown had nothing to do with it being. I mean, are you know, saying are Charger fans defending this decision making? No, it was the PFF guys. And, and, okay. and, and, and you're right, it's so sure. condescending because they're like, oh, these dinosaurs don't understand. No, look, one of them is a freaking rugby player. The other one's a baseball player. I'm like, no, you pencil neck geek. You don't fucking understand. Well, and one really good point that Lombardi has made about analytics is that when you, in football, it's different because you can apply analytics in basketball and baseball over the course of a hundred games. Right. right? And it'll, it'll prove itself out in football. You got 16 games, 17 games now, right? That That's, you know, you mess up three games. You, you can be out of the playoffs. You got Too a small. job. Too small. Look, yeah. And then we're going to get to them. The, uh, the Ravens losing two games based on going on for them. They get different, completely different situation. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk, talk about that. About it, but Two games and a score of 160 games is nothing but two games in a in a 16 game season. It's yeah, it's, it's huge. it is absolutely huge. Yeah, and so you're talking about 12 percent of, 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 of your record. So I, I I disagree with it. And 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 it's look, you said it perfectly. They're they're so condescending, and <laughs> it seems like they're doubling down on it. They're doubling down on it now, and and it just I, I don't disagree with analytics as a concept, but I disagree when you say like you have to follow the chart every time you, you know and the irony to me is it's like they say that the the dinosaurs are the people who just say follow the the chart the old way always right. take the extra point well it's like you're doing it the other extreme right. you're following the chart to say flexible. always go for yeah it's like you know anyway so you gotta, you gotta be flexible i think that. this is a case study to show and that's why you know when they asked with with harbaugh when they asked mike tomlin were you surprised he actually said no 
we it was predictable because we know that they always go blindly by analytics, right? right? I mean, which which in itself is actually a negative because then you become very predictable on what what, what yep. they're going to do. Exactly. You know, so and, and and what was funny is the other shows were talking about the defending analytics. They were saying, "Oh, the play calling was bad." Okay, great. Now the play call. Now you know better about play calling than the people that are <laughs> running that offense. Like, give me a break. Yeah, I mean the parm the parm drop is unfortunate. By the way, did you see there was some? This is not about the game, but you know when Parm went down. Did you hear like the, Joe Buck supposed to make some some dumb comments about it? Did you hear that? No. So Joe Buck made a comment like. You know, because Parham was kind of like shaking and stuff. And he's like, well, it is kind of a chilly night in L.A. So hopefully he's like shaking because it's oh cold oh, versus. No. And it's like, oh, I think no. I think he meant well, like, hopefully it's not because he's injured. Hopefully it's because he's cold. Right. But it just came off like a really stupid, like a stupid thing to say. Right. And, and, yeah, and here's the thing. You know, Joe Buck's a good guy. You know, he means well. So it's, it's one of those things where it's he's like just trying to make he's just trying to say, hopefully he's cold. Right. But it's, it's just like, dude, the guy is like being carried but, off on a strip. Yeah, better timing probably. Yeah, it was it was poorly, so. yeah, but kind of, bad, you know, bad announcing. And it's like, I get it. The It's like you've got to fill the arrows or something. Right. You don't expect this to happen. And you you kind of got to talk over it. And maybe you just right. – something slips out, right? But it was it was yeah, kind of dumb. Thanks, but, I didn't hear that because I would have gotten into <laughs> But, <laughs> uh, yeah, so so with this now, Chiefs 10-4, and four, Chargers 8-6, and six, Broncos lost again too. So they're – I got a question for you. Who's got the number one seed in AFC? Well, we're going to talk about it because because the Patriots lost. Right, right. Okay, I, I just it is it. now. We'll, we'll talk about. It. I, so, so, so when so when, when the Chiefs were when the Chiefs were two and three, and I said they're still the best team in the AFC. There's still three games left. Well, okay, but you know what? I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, Karush, if you had to bet on somebody who's, I mean, I wouldn't bet against Bill Belichick yet. Okay, but I mean, you, you just like you just you just don't want to give him that credit, do you? There's a lot. Look, I mean, if you we'll talk about the playoff picture, the playoff picture. Look, I'm not giving you. Look, I give you credit for for. Look, you took a good a bet with good odds, right? But at the same time, you know, Chiefs are ten and four, but you've got the Pats and the Titans both at nine and five, right? I'm just saying that it's not over. It's not necessarily over. Yet. Honestly, the best team, the best team that I would be worried about is is getting Indianapolis coming into Dude. into KC. Dude. But again, having having said this, having said this, I love getting paid 14 times on my money for them to win the Super Bowl. It was a great bet. <laughs> that, that that I'll give you I'll give you credit for. And, and and beyond and beyond that, it was it was look, it's it just a matter of just look, I, I know I, I things had to go my way, but it was just a matter of my, the, the premise was this. I saw that their defense wasn't wasn't as bad. And and I said the person that was really the, the person that was really at fault is the greatest player in the NFL right now. Right. I mean, you and, know, and you're so. saying with the odds of him turning around or high. Right. But here's what I'll say. I think the Chargers bailed them out almost. Well, I, they, but the they they, they, they outplayed the Chiefs that game. That's the game right. I think the Chargers should have won. Right. So yeah, but well, the Chiefs if, had their if, own. If, if the analytics Chiefs wasn't blindly followed, well, we the Chiefs also lost three points on analytics. Right. They, but they yeah, but, but the Chargers so. had. Their, I mean, yeah. I, I think that's the, yes. that's the game I watched, and I said it's just one of those games where you felt the better team didn't win the game. The better team on that day. I'm not saying the Chargers are better, but I'm saying on that day, and, they outplayed and, them. And by the way, here's the thing. The reason why I was nervous about that game because Chris Jones wasn't playing. So that's... Yeah, you know, uh, it had a huge impact. Huge impact. So, yeah. and, and again, to me, Chris Jones is probably the MVP on their defense. Remember, Dude. We, we spoke about yeah. this. I said the reason why I was adamant about all their one player away from their defense, when you have two guys that, that have to receive the double team. Then you get a guy like Frank Clark that can recap yep, it, okay? Yep, yep, And Ingram and Chris Jones, especially Chris Jones, he can beat double teams. Dude, Ingram, Ingram is – I'm sorry, Chris Jones is still – I mean, 
I, the Cowboy game, he wrecked the game for us. Yeah. He completely wrecked that game. So, yeah, I mean, they got so some players. Him not, him not playing. It was huge. It's, it's, it's. I mean, so, but he, I think that's a point. The Chargers should have won, won that game. Oh, absolutely should have won you that know? game. And Again, I was happy. Look, as a guy rooting for the Chiefs, I was ecstatic when they went for it. Right. Because, you know, I, I, more, 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 there, there's a higher a higher risk than reward for the Chargers here. The, the, down, the downside on them not getting it is much far higher. higher than the than the getting a getting a first down. And look, the Chargers, I mean the Chiefs play host to the Steelers. They go to Cincinnati, which is which will be a big one because Cincinnati is now they're in the thick of it. Right. And then they end at Denver. That's not a gimme. At no. Denver is, is not a gimme. So None of those and Denver played games. them tough. Yeah. So well, would you be shocked if they want if they want out? No, no, I would not. I would not. Especially look, if they have Chris Jones, like, now. But look, but look, Sam, if the Chiefs go two and one, right? And shit. one of these other teams, but one of these other teams went out, then it gets interesting, right? But 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 honestly, even if they're in second place, they still get the first. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're, they're overall in, in right. a really good spot. Speaking of which, in the AFC, let's talk about the other the other game, the other early game. The Colts going, sorry, not going into New England, hosting the Patriots, who were at the time the number one seed in the AFC. And wow, what a game this was, Shar and Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he has has he not established himself as, as elite? I mean, oh, and I think the irony here is we saw Bill Belichick going to Buffalo and ground and pound them into submission. And the Colts said, OK, we'll take that game plan, Mr. Belichick, and we'll do it against you. Right. Uh, not quite as extreme. Carson Wentz only threw the ball 12 times, completed well, five passes yards or something. at 57 yards. Yeah. One touchdown. One, I mean, the guy yeah, with the guy, the guy with twelve with twelve attempts still manages to throw a pick. And Frank Rice said, "Screw it, we're going to let our our workhorse take this thing." Jonathan Taylor, twenty nine carries, one hundred and seventy yards, and a touchdown. And that touchdown, Shar, was absolutely a huge play. Oh, yeah. Sixty seven yard touchdown in the second half of this, in the fourth quarter of this game, to solve it away. You know, with with the Colts up three, Patriots were trying to gun 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 for one more possession and try and tie this thing. Or maybe win it in regulation. JT put that thing to rest. I don't know, man. The Colts now—they're playing good defense. They're, good they're running the ball. If Carson Wentz just doesn't screw things up, they are a very, very difficult out. They're the kind of team, you know. I think I was talking about like the Chargers are a team I wouldn't want to host in the playoffs. To me, the Colts are kind oh, of over, overtaking them in that in that Absolutely. category. Like Absolutely. if 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 you're if you're if you're who if you're like. New England again, or, or Kansas City, or you know, do you want to play the Colts? No, no, because the, the their style of football can win, can win anywhere. Look, you know who they kind of remind me of. I mean, they're a completely different team. But when when the Giants won both their Super Bowls, they were they both times they were wild card teams, and they caught you know the, they caught they got, fire late. Yeah, late. And look, this is a team chart. This is a team that started zero four yeah. this season, and now they're eight losing and six. To Seattle at home, losing like. Really, yeah, really bad losses. Yeah, uh, but, but look, it was it was a new quarterback. I know it's the same system, but but the familiarity of, of getting together and you know they're they're a good look. They're a good balanced, solid team. And I wouldn't like if I'm rooting. Obviously, I'm rooting for Kansas City because of, of, of the Super Bowl. That's I don't want them. I don't I, I don't want them uh, going to Kansas City because they have a realistic chance of beating anybody. They're gonna be yeah. It's it's almost like. It's almost like the uh, that Browns team that get KC run for their money. Yeah. Remember that? Like, I think they're a better team than the Browns team. Let me see the makeup, right? And here's the thing: that, you know, everybody talks about oh, Bill Belichick takes takes away the best option. He takes away the best passing option usually. He so to to his credit, I mean, he kept 
you know, less than 100 yards rushing. Well, it's almost like it's almost like Frank Reich, Belichick, Belichick, because right. he was like, we're taking the runaway. Right. And, and credit to them. I mean, they averaged Ramondre Stevenson 10 for 36, Kendrick Bourne 2 for 19. You know, and that was really it. I mean, Brandon Bolden, four carries, three yards. I mean, it was, it was basically the, the two running backs combined for 14 carries and 39 yards. I mean, the Colts were like, we're, and look, Mac Jones, right. decent game, 299, two TDs. He did have two interceptions, right? But, so, but, but, but he, he turned around late in the game. And, late in the game. And, and it was yeah. one of those things where I think if there was one more quarter of playing, then maybe, yeah. maybe the game would have been a little bit different. But, but he just, it's, he, he played like a rookie in the first three quarters. Yeah, and look, the Patriots outscored the Colts in the second half. So they, they, the offense right. was coming on late. But again, Taylor, man, he put it up until that point. They had outscored the Colts 17 to three in the second half. Right. And then Taylor Taylor put it away. Uh, so, so credit to them. That is a tough, tough team. Frank Reich doing a phenomenal job. I mean, 0 and 3, 0 and 4 to now 8 and 6 and right in the thick of a char. I mean, and we'll, again, we'll talk playoff picture in the back half of this episode. But as it stands today, Colt at that number five seed. I mean, this is AFC is so interesting, man, because you've got the Colts. Colts, at, I mean, the you've got four teams at eight and six. Bengals, eight and six. Colts, eight and six. Chargers, eight and six. Bills, eight and six. And now the Ravens at the eighth seed are eight and six. And the Steelers now are seven, six, and one. I mean, they, I mean, we've got three weeks to play. This is yeah. going to be, it's going to be, it can be crazy finish here. So right? Buffalo still can win the division. Uh, Buffalo could, yeah. I mean, I mean, the Patriots are the two seed at nine and five, first in the AFC East. Buffalo is eight and six, second in the AFC East, but they're they're the seventh seed. I mean, I mean, this this thing is musical chairs, right? And and they're also going to play this head to head, right? That's going to be a huge game, huge, huge game. Honestly, if the Colts hadn't played Tennessee twice already and been swept by him. My money would be on them winning the division, but unfortunately, you know, they they yeah. they, they, they caught them. I mean, it's still possible because there's three games. The Colts are down by one game. So if Tennessee, Tennessee could, could theoretically still lose this division, but they have to go one and two on the Colts went out. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, and it's happened, it's happened before. I remember the the year the Cowboys they went they went 13 and three. Two of those losses were to the Giants. Right. It's, it's, so you you can get swept by right. a team and still win the division. It happens. It's rare, but it happens. Well, no, if, if Tennessee goes one and two and, and, and the Colts went out, yeah, yeah that's it. Exactly. Like, which is very, very, very doable. This Who the hell knows at this point, right? But yeah, what a win for the Colts. They're, they look like a force to break. And then, like you said, very similar to those Giants teams of Eli. They're getting hot late when it matters most. I almost feel like if you're them, you know, you'd almost a, a buy for a team like that might hurt you. You yeah. want to keep rolling. Yeah. Right. Especially if you go to a second place team in the first week and, and knock them out and, you know, and, and just, and just go from there, just, just to keep your momentum rolling. Yeah. I look as if you're a fan of any AFC team, you don't want, you actually want something bad to happen where the Colts don't make the playoffs. Right. You want them out. You, you right. Want them out. You but want they, out. they, they've got a great formula right now that they're, they're doing and, Jonathan, what can you say about Jonathan Taylor? I mean, to me, I know it's been such a long time since we've had a running back MVP conversation. Well, Jonathan he, Taylor's got to be, he's, he's got to be on the ballot this year, right? Well, I mean, he should be. He should he's be. He's not going to get it because of the whole propensity of picking quarterbacks. But yeah, I know. It's a, I but, but who's, but, but think about it. Like, who's more valuable to their team than John? I mean, I know quarterbacks are valuable, but like, A Rod, you got to give it to them, obviously. But like, if you think of A-Rod's value to the Packers compared to Jonathan Taylor, I mean, Taylor can't be that far off. 
Yeah, but just 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 because of the position, Marisha, Yeah, it's a you, stigma. You know, you know what they used to do in the Canadian League, which, which uh, I, they still do. They don't call it. They rotate it. Uh, no, they don't call it the MVP. They call it the most outstanding player. Okay. So they call it the most outstanding players, and and to me that would be Jonathan Taylor. You know, somebody like or even Cooper Cup. I mean, like you got Cooper yeah. Cup, you got Jonathan yeah. Taylor, guys that are just like wow. You know, here's the thing: Jonathan Taylor is so much better than the next, the second best running back in the NFL right now. In terms of obviously not in terms of talent, but they're all wonderful athletes. What I'm talking right. about in terms of production, that I would say when Derrick Henry's healthy, obviously he's well, you know we've taken we've removed Derrick Henry because right. of the injury. But right now the second best running back is Pursuit. Uh, 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 uh Camara, maybe Dalvin but, Cook. But, but he's been injured. Da- da- Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's been coming on strong. He is so much better in terms of what he's been doing right than now. Dalvin yeah. Cook. Then let's say if Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback this year. The next best guy, I don't think, I think you yeah. can argue who the best quarterback is. Right, right, right. exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, it's close. Here's the thing. There's no argument who the best running back is. Absolutely no argument. You have to be absolutely blind to say that Jonathan Taylor is not the best running back, right? Yeah. He's... Who's the best receiver this year? I mean. You could Cooper, say Cooper, 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 Cooper Cup's having a great year. He's having yeah. a great year. And, and, and especially on a team where, look, it's not like they know that Matthew Stafford wants to go to him and they still can't stop him. So, yeah. But as great as Cooper Cup is, Jonathan Taylor is even you know, yeah. that, that much greater. So. The separation, right? Because right. you can say, well, is, is he really better than Tyreek Hill and some of these other guys? You know, he's not, I mean, no, 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 he's not better. That's why I was saying, but he's been more outstanding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the whole premise of, of who's the most outstanding that this year, this yeah. year. So I, I, I think, I think if there was an award in the NFL for most outstanding, Hands down. I, I hope he's just leaves on the ballot because he definitely deserves it. And like yeah, you know, Colts look, they take a tough test on the road. They go to Arizona this week. They finish the season with the Raiders at home and then at Jacksonville. I like their chances in those two games if they can somehow find a way. This is a big one in Arizona. Like this is this is you, and we'll talk about the Cardinals right now. Actually, this is a huge huge game for both these teams because the Cardinals are. I mean, Who? talk about. Ooh. Talk about shocker of the year. I mean, I guess I, I, sh- I should have I should have known, right? If I should ask myself, if a bird and a lion fought, who would win? Who would win? Yeah, they should have been that simple. Because right. that's how my son would think of it. Yeah. He said, "Oh, well, I think the lion. The actually, lion would beat a bird, right?" I actually had a girlfriend that used to pick games like this. Yeah, go back like fifteen years. I, I bet you she's not that far off from the experts, right? <laughs> Hey, oh yeah, uh, I think a giant will beat a cowboy because he's bigger than a cowboy. Right? Hey. <laughs> hey, wait, that should—I mean, you might as well not have been your logic. Thirty to twelve, the Lions dismantle. I mean, this was never even a game, Char. This was never a game at any point in time. Jared Goff. I mean, holy crap! Now he is capable of doing stuff. He's like not the Cardinals' number, though. For some reason, yeah. he is not. Twenty to twenty-six, two sixteen, three TDs. How about this, Char? No DeAndre Swift, no problem. Craig, Re- Craig Reynolds, who the hell is Craig Reynolds, right? 26 carries, 112 yards, right? I mean, what a phenomenal. And, and, and then you had him connecting Amon Ross, St. Brown, eight for any touch. Josh Reynolds, his old buddy from the Rams, eight for 68 and a touchdown. I mean, he is just, this was the game of games for them. And the defense holding Kyler Murray, and I will say, DeAndre Hopkins was out. Right. I think Chase Edmonds was still out in this one. No, right? Chase Edmonds played. Yeah. But credit to them. The the Lions defense holding. Yeah. Edmonds, you know, had a good yards per carry average, but only six carries, right? Connor, eight for 39. He'd been red hot. They just never got into a rhythm. 
on, this on the offense. The team that beat San Francisco without DeAndre Hopkins and without Kyler Murray. With Colt McCoy, yeah. So, so. How do you tell me as as a former player, someone's been <laughs> their game. How do you explain a result like this? I explain it. It's it's just look the thing that I kept seeing about them all year round. And, and by the way, shout out to a listener to the show that came to the liquor store and and, and said that oh we're never going to hear the end of this now that they lost to the Lions. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, one thing you said, Char, early in the season when the I don't know if the Lions were whatever 0 and 5 0 and 6 whatever they were i remember you were saying look say what you know about this team they will never stop playing hard for dan campbell this yeah. team will never they give up it. on that coach they bought it yeah they, they bought it yeah and look when i was coaching i always said give me 11 guys that are fully bought into my system and i will take out a team of 11 superstars that haven't bought it every time this is the beauty about the game of football this yeah the beauty about the game of football so look here's the thing the Cardinals have no excuse. They got punched in the mouth by, by L.A. at home. Then they go to Detroit. They would have more of an excuse if they would have beaten L.A. And you could say, okay, they overlooked. Yeah, it was a trap game or something. Right? Yeah. There's no, no. I have news for you. When you lose to a division rival and you give up, you give up possibly the lead in, in, in the entire conference because of your rivals, you're not going to sleep on a team like Detroit. You're not going to sleep on a team like Detroit. They had, they had to go in and handle business. Look, there is something wrong. Remember when you asked me a long time ago, why don't you respect the Cardinals as much? And I couldn't, I, I said, there's something about them that I just is don't it believe coaching? In. Is it players? Because I look at, like, for example, what I think of is it coaching? Because last year they started off hot, they finished the year three and six, right. right? And one of those three games was the was the Hail Mary against the Bills. Remember that DeAndre Hopkins yeah, Hail Mary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could have easily finished two and seven, yeah. right? Like, is there something, is there something with the staying power? Of the coaching staff where they just can't i don't know what it is they're it, just not finishing it, 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 here, here's the thing when they were on their win speak everything was going right for them i never saw once like hit adversity and, and try to overcome it and, and things like that and 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 i honestly got you asked me you said what, what why don't you like about them i'm like because they're talented they're, they're playing well they, look they're talented they won team. without their best players a couple yeah. of games right yeah. i mean and, and and honestly, when they when when that happened, remember I said that's more of a that was more of a little bit of red flag for me because again, I don't Kurush, I don't know what it is. Look, I'm a football player. At the end of the day, I'm a football player and I see things. I yeah, and I and, and look, I've watched can you imagine the thousands of hours of game game tape that I've watched in my in my lifetime? I mean, in my, in my oh career. yeah, I'm sure. So there's certain things that, that you just catch that I I can't explain. I, I can't explain and that this is what it was about the cardinals that's why i never bought into them and look again the cardinals are a good team they are a good team but was i wrong when i said they're about as good as dallas when, when i said when they were undefeated you had them in dallas pretty close i think right. you had dallas above them a little I, bit actually and, and, and right now it's not it's not far-fetched yeah well remember, remember you and i were saying you were going well, i love here now i'm like i have news for you i think, I think the cowboys are better than them yeah I, I i think look when you play in the playoffs there needs to be something about you Okay, when you see the Colts play, do you see do, 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 there's a certain strength about them? Do you notice it? Do you see it? This is not their own lines. Looks just so dominant, right? What, what, yeah. Whatever it is, they're well. Yeah, they're well coached. Yeah, they look, they look prepared. And whatever it is, I'm willing to bet you that the talent level isn't that different. In fact, the Cardinals might be more talented. But there's something about the team. There's something missing about Arizona. Well, I mean, look at you can't name half the guys on the Lions starting starting roster that day. Right. 
Like they, they should not have. They have two guys named Reynolds. They're leading receiver and they're leading Roger or, or one of them. Look, yeah, and and, and Reynolds and Reynolds. Again, yeah. By the way, this something this says something about Jared Goff because Rohai told you he's always had the talent that just uh, he doesn't have the mental capacity to be. He's not a tough guy. He's yeah, not a tough guy. Then this goes to show you he feels comfortable and confident against the Cardinals and look what he can do. Yeah. If he had that moxie with every team, Jared Goff could be a really good quarterback, but he just doesn't. He have doesn't, it. but the, he, yeah. just, he just doesn't have, he just caught the Cardinals. I mean, yeah, he's it, look, the it, Cardinal it, it, killer. It's, it's, it's one of those things that he feels confident about them against them. And he's like, you know what? I can do this. If Jared Goff could have that confidence going to every game, he would be, he would be a top third echelon, you know, quarterback. So, and, and look in the NFC, now that this game wrapped up the way it did, I mean, everything really worked out for Green Bay. And we'll talk about that game. But you had the Saints shutting out the Bucks. I mean, unbelievable. Tom, I mean, Eli Manning, Nick Foles, and the regular season Saints. Tom Brady doesn't have an antidote. Now, to be fair, you know, Tom Brady, he in the middle of this game, they lost Chris Godwin, who's since we found out, torn ACL, ACL yeah. out for the year. Mike Edmonds with a hamstring. Leonard Fournette with a hamstring. So he, he lost some big-time players. In this game, Still. but but whatever it is, the Saints have his number. They win that game nine nothing. Phenomenal performance, and that's in a game where Sean Payton uh, missed it because of COVID. He had Dennis Allen, defensive guy, coaching that game. And uh, Saints, man, I mean, Taysom Hill didn't play particularly well. They ran, I think, they ran the ball into a. I mean, they were not running the ball well at all. The Saints. I mean, you had Camara, eleven carries, eighteen yards. Taysom Hill, eleven carries, thirty three yards. Mark Ingram, nine carries, 10 yards. I mean, they were not running the ball. Hill, the defense, 154. Man. I mean, the defense just won. They took this game over. Look, listen, Tom Brady lost the MVP. I think he did. And, 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 and Which doesn't bother me. You know why? Because the MVP hasn't won a Super Bowl in like forever. So there there's this MVP curse, right? Supposedly. But you, so, you want Tampa to win the NFC or you want Cowboys <laughs> to win the NFC? Come on, buddy. Well, I'm just being realistic. The Cowboys are looking to win the NFC. I mean, let's, they we'll, have a chance. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll of course. So, of course. But no, but, but I, I love how you're a Cowboys fan and, and, and you know, you're worried about Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm right. a Tom Brady fan too. But I no, this I result is really surprised. And look, and yeah, I mean, first yeah. start, talk about, talk about what it is about the Saints that they just have Brady's number. It's seemingly. matchup makes fight, you know, fight. You know, so look for some reason they match up really well. Look, it's not coincidence that they're own four in the, in the regular season. And here's the thing: the playoff game, Drew Brees just really crapped the bet. He did. Drew, I, I think if Taysom Hill was playing, hey. might have been different. Maybe things. things might, you don't I mean, know. Look. You, you, they yeah, they just knew, like, in that game, they knew Brees yeah, was yeah. going to throw up more 15 yards on field, so they were really easy to kind of and play the routes. Throw, he couldn't throw the out patterns. Yeah. He could, not, he could not throw a sideline 15 yards, you know, he couldn't, yeah. so it makes it really easy. They got too predictable. Look, it, it, when Tom Brady's Achilles heel, this kryptonite is, if you can pressure him through the middle. If you can pressure Tom Brady through the middle. And, and getting pressure with four. Getting yeah, pressure with four guys. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Again, Tom Brady is the greatest athlete in the history of the world. Uh, he's going to beat you if he puts up. Yeah, you need to be able. You need to be able to get pressure room with four guys up the middle because he's really good. When 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 his tackles, you've seen him. How many times have you seen Tom Brady kind of like step 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 forward and you know into his pocket? Oh yeah, he doesn't. He so doesn't. Subtle mobility, right? It just da, 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 da. and and when you pressure Tom Brady, and this is how this is how they beat him. The Giants beat him. The Giants rushed with you know they had that phenomenal defensive line with. Michael Strahan, Osio Munura, Jason Pierre-Paul. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they had a phenomenal pass rush. 
And you have to pressure Tom Brady up the middle. And look, guy like Cam Jordan. Oh, yeah. He had a game, bro. He had a game. Yeah. yeah. The, he had picked the great time to have his best game of the season. And here's the thing. Jensen, Ali Marpet, and I forget the other guys. Uh, Tristan Wirfs? Uh, no, 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 the guards, the, the three inside guys. Uh, oh. Ali Marpet, Jensen, and I forget the other guards' name, but they picked a really bad day to uh, to not show up. Yeah. They picked a really, really bad day because Cam Jordan, I'm telling you, Cam Jordan needs to get the game ball. Because who, who else are you going to give it to? I mean, obviously, Marshall the, Adam Well, the Saints had four sacks. All of them came on third down. Talk about clutch. Yeah. Talk about clutch. Getting off the field. And, and, uh, and look, pressure. I mean, like well, they, they forced Brady to do some bad throws. You look at this game too. This is truly the Saints' defense winning the game because time of possession, Char, the Bucks actually edged edged them out. They, they had the ball for thirty minutes, sixteen seconds. Nola had it for 29, 44. So what that tells you is they were they were playing thirty minutes of defense. It's not like oh we got off the field and our offense controlled the ball. No. They kept the offense wasn't doing anything. They kept having to come over and over and over again and show up and yeah. show up, and they kept and they did it and they did. And look, I mean, yeah, of course it hurt to have Mike Evans and Fournette but and Godwin they, I mean, gone. I know it did, but how much? Yeah, I mean, when they've gotten shut up, maybe not. I mean, what Tom Brady had one of his turnovers. He had a fumble in in the red area, which was tough. I mean, it probably wouldn't have been a shutout, but I don't I didn't see the who's, Saints who's losing who's this been, game. Who's been the king of getting it done with Joe Blow receiver? His entire You're right, career. Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. And as long as he has Gronk, he's been look. As long as Tom Brady has Gronk, he's he's Tyler it's, Johnson and Scotty Miller. Miller. Just guys. Well, yeah, just guys you get to play with the majority of this year, though. So, he yeah, with Scotty Miller last I, year. I, I, I don't think it would have made much of a material difference in the course the way the Saints defense was playing. They still possess the ball, which tells you they were moving the chains, right? The Saints defense won that game single-handedly, because, not because those guys. I'm telling you. Okay, so they would have scored maybe one touchdown instead of instead of. They wouldn't have won the game. They, they wouldn't have won the game. They would not have won Look, the game. Who's been Mike Evans's kryptonite his entire career? Lattimore, Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, so come on. It's look obviously. Look, I'm not stupid. Yes, it made a difference, but honestly, I don't think in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it mattered. I agree. I think if anything, the implications are far more reaching in terms of the playoff picture. Oh, for sure. For sure. And we, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that right now because with, with Green Bay winning at Baltimore, which, you know, you want to know right now that that's another what were they thinking, right? John Harbaugh and, and Mr. Staley are, are, are cousins in that in that analytics decision making category this week. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the Ravens were down 31 17. They tie Tyler. We talked about Tyler Huntley in the preseason. He was amazing. How about Tyler Huntley, man, coming off the bench here? Not off the bench, but like in relief of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. What a game this kid played. Okay, question, I mean, he was amazing. Is Tyler Huntley that good, or is Lamar Jackson just not as great as everybody thought he is? I think Tyler Huntley is that good because right, honestly, he's playing. Right. I mean, 215 yards and two TDs through well, the air. That's a good defense. Dude, seven, yeah. seven, 73 yards and two TDs on the ground. I mean, the, yeah, the guy was sensational. Look, some of those passes that he threw, uh, coming back, the, the yeah. one that he had where, boy, Mike Matthews sometimes, he, he disappears, but he, yeah. he showed up. Uh, you ready for this, Gurush? I don't have an issue with I don't have an issue with him going for two. I understand why he goes. Well, well let's talk about it. So before, yeah, we'll set it up. It was 17, 31, 17. Ravens. They get they scored two late touchdowns. This 31 30. And yeah, John Harbaugh again opts to go for two. Again, doesn't get it. Again, loses, loses for that. We talked about this in the production meeting. John Harbaugh in making that decision actually consulted with his team. So that's why he said, "What do you want to do?" Here? He actually said, "When they got the ball back, down 31-24, twice. he was saying, if we score here, what do you guys want to do?'" 
and they take over. And then again, you ask them again. They, yes, they, said, they said, yeah. Coach, let's win this. And I love it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing with that decision is the question is saying, why wouldn't you go for two on the first touchdown? So when it's when it's when you score to make it uh, 31 23, why wouldn't you go for two to say, okay, if I did it, it's 31 25. And if I score again, we can take an extra point and win 32 31. But now, and then if I don't, okay, then I know I have to go for two anyway, which is side of the game. That's why would you do it at the end? So, so, yeah, so talk about do you support the decision because he consulted with his team? Or what, what, what's like, the reason okay, why? Here, here's the thing. There, there's two issues at hand. We can sit down and argue whether it was a good call or not, and, and that, could be, that could be argued, right? And, and here's the thing. I, I, respect, I respect both sides. I personally, as a former player, I fucking love it. You know, I'm sure you understand why as a former player. I would, so I would you think if like, you were in that huddle, oh, you'd be like, oh, coach, let's go for it. For it. And, and I would say run it behind me. That, but then again, the other four guys would be saying run behind me as well. So it, it, it's, look, it's just the nature of, of what it takes to be an NFL football player. Beyond the argument of whether it was a good call or not, I can sit there and both sides, to me, are equally respectable because you can make the argument. The thing is, it wasn't a, it, it was not an analytics question. Because if it was an analytics question, we would have gone for it on the, on, the, on the first touchdown. And I'm a component of, no, 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 no. You keep the game at hand and you do it again. Chris Alt. Yeah. God bless him. He always said, don't give an easy one. Let them make a mistake. Bill Belichick does his own. Yeah. Let yeah. them make a mistake. Yeah. And look what happened. When they scored, when they, when, and, and again, this is a great argument against analytics. When they scored the second to last touchdown, if they would have gone for it and missed it, you think Green Bay would have been three and out like that? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? My, my my thought is that no, because they would have been like, okay, now now they have to score we're, twice. We're playing with house money a little we're bit. We're playing with house money. Yeah, yeah. The fact is, you put the pressure on Green Bay, and the great Aaron Rodgers went three and out and looked lackluster. His office looked lackluster, yeah. and this is what emotions in a football game and momentum can do to you. That's when okay. we say the things that analytics doesn't can't doesn't count. For. Okay. So you're saying Harbaugh actually wasn't on the analytics. Though. I don't think so. I don't think so. But here's here's if my he, if he wasn't analytics, he would have gone. He would have gone for two. My my problem is, dude. Like, well, are you I, arguing analytics now? Or are you arguing for the for the for the, the the effectiveness of the call? Which one are you arguing for? Okay, so two things that I didn't I don't like about the situation. Number one, you're at home. You get the best kicker in the history of kicking, right? You have all the momentum, okay? And we talked about this in the production meeting. Even if you convert the two, there's 42 seconds left. I think Green Bay still had a timeout left. There's no guarantee that A-Rod doesn't go down and win the game anyway, right? So you might as well tie it. Second part of it, I didn't like, you're the head coach. Why Why do you consult oh, your players? You have to. You have to. You, you, you get uh, you're the you get paid to make that decision. No, 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 no. You don't get no, paid to outsource it. No, no, no. To me, it's a decision. to me, it's a cop out. Like, okay, because if, if if I screw this up, well, we all decided it. How no, do we, how do we you grab out? you you have some balls and say oh, it's my no, call. No, no, don't don't be disrespectful to Great John Harbaugh. Okay, here, here's the thing. Did he make an excuse that oh I asked the players? No, he literally said I'm going to do that every time. The only reason why we know he consult the players is because of the footage. So if, if it was if it had to do with him not having balls, he would have said, he would have said, well, you know, I asked the team what they wanted to, then they went for it. No, he still made the decision. He consulted. No, I, I know, I understand. I'm not saying he wasn't hiding behind the team. I, you're right. What I'm saying is, like at it. some point, at some point, you look to your leader to lead. You're saying, I'm you, you, I need you to guide me. If every big decision you're coming to me, 
You're the leader. No, no, no. If Make, it's a 50, be the leader. If it's a 50-50 call like that. Again, what did I start off by saying? I said, I'm sorry, by the way, especially coming off the Pittsburgh game, having lost that because you went for two. What, why? Why? Why would you not say, guys, the, this time? Because, okay, that one you said, the excuse was they were on the road, their secondary was depleted, all that. Your offense is rolling. You got Justin Tucker. You're at home. You got all the momentum. Why? Why? To because, me, you're, you're giving Green Bay an opportunity to and out. And on top of that, even if you convert it, there's enough time for them to still win the game. Of that's not an still argument. Win the game. No, you need to throw that argument out the door because even if you kick a field, even if you kick a PAT, they still have the same opportunity to go down the score. So that is irrelevant. But my point is, no, it's not irrelevant because the advantage of going up there isn't, isn't that great. Right, but the, it's it's one of those things where the the risk is greater than the reward. No, because, That's what I'm trying no, to say. Because here's here's the thing: whether or not you make you kick the PAT or make the two point conversion, Green Bay has the same opportunity to go down and kick a field goal anyway. So so that washes hold on, give me a second. That, that washes itself out. You going for it by two? You're saying that I don't believe I can beat Aaron Rodgers in overtime. Why? You just want to? Did you just make him go three and out? You just made him to go three and out. Okay, right. Well, and, and, and you, came, you came back down 31-17. Well, they weren't stopping you. But well, then you just said Aaron Rodgers would have gone down even if you got to get I'm PAT. saying he could have. He could have. So I'm exactly. saying take the tie. No. Take the tie. No, it's I, just I, like the tie. What, what, why is it why is it so bad to go to overtime? Because what became so bad about going to overtime? When you have the momentum, when you cross midfield with Justin Tucker, you're gonna you're gonna get yeah, the points. Because you have the greatest quarterback of all time on the other side. Tom Brady versus the Packers. <laughs> and I said the greatest athlete. The respect I give Tom Brady is far yeah. greater than what I'm giving Aaron Rodgers. I'm calling Tom Brady the best athlete, the greatest athlete of all time. I'm just saying, yeah, I don't like the decision. I don't like it. I think I, it's, I, I, think I love it's... it. And, and, and I love the idea of asking your team because, the, and here's the thing there's been plenty of times where the coach goes, Should we go for it, guys? How, how do you feel? Can you move him? The coach can't necessarily see whether we're getting some kind of a. There's been plenty of times when the coach asks us, "Hey, but, what's, but, but tell me, what is a player going to say, Coach? Let's let's kick the extra point. Is that yeah, ever is it ever going to happen? Ever? Here's, here's here's how it is. I've been involved in situations where like, hey guys, what do you think should go for? It's like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's go for it. All. Fuck it, we're going for it, Coach. Right. And, and, and this is and this. Do you think Harbaugh was going to would have read the answer and, and made a decision? How do I know? But I I I, I have confidence in this. The way you saw what Tyler, he goes, yeah, 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 let's just go. And you know, yeah. you know what he said? He said, let's go for the win. Yeah. He said, let's go for the win. This Again, this is huge. He just said, yeah, let's go for it. He said, let's go, meaning let's go for the throw. Because you're feeling good. You scored twice, right? Yeah, like, And here's the thing. If you would have told him that sprint out and just run it in or, or, or dump it off, I mean, who? Can I, can, but can I tell you something? Okay, two things too. Two other things I want to make. I hate the play call. I mean, the rollout, right? That's, that's you take you, you take away half the field off the bat. Number two, Shark, can I play devil's advocate? Yeah. How do you know that Harbaugh, because he got so beat up in the media for going for two the first time, he didn't want to do this for his own ego to get the two, get the one, and say, "See, I was right all along." Right? I, you know, it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad decision. So like, like how do you know that wasn't an ego thing on his part? I, I, I don't. I'm just saying it's possible. It's possible, but it's it just a matter of the respect that I have for again. I, I put I, I put John Harbaugh up there with. Uh, I agree. You know, and by the way, to, to argue against myself here, if the, the Pittsburgh game, the call was perfect. I mean, right. they called the perfect play. They were just a tad off on the throw, right. but I mean, they execute. I mean, the the, the the play call 
was immaculate. It, it was going to be, it was going to be, yeah, it was Lamar. They had Martin Andrews leaking out on the flat. He was wide open. Right. It was a perfect play call against that defense. They just didn't actually get it done. And if, and if they get it done, you're saying, oh, look at Harbaugh. Perfect play. I mean, he knew what he was, you know, so it's a different narrative, but he, but this is where we are now. And now he's lost again. And, and, and what did I tell you before we started this? I, I, I said, I respect both arguments of kick it or, or, or go for it because it wasn't based on analytics. It was based on the flow of the game. It was based on, let me ask my quarterback. Let me ask my offense. If, if this, and again, it was because he waited till the last touchdown to go for it. If it was analytics, again, we don't analytics to go for it. So, yeah. look, I'm okay with coaches making wrong decisions, but don't look at it. Oh, it, it says, look, plenty of times when I play blackjack, I don't hit on a 14, depending on what the dealer card has. I hit, I don't hit, I stay. Like, look, you have to read the Florida game. He read the Florida game, wrong or right decision, I understand both ways for it. I personally, Kurosh, if I was a coach, I would have gone for it too. I would have gone for it too. And Fair it, enough. It's, it's, and, and again, it's simply because whether or not you make the – again, you're trying to tell me that Green Bay is going to take a knee if they get PAT? Absolutely not. Right. So either way, gonna, either way, your defense has to get a stop, right? Yeah. So that, so that question is moot. Whether or not you're going to go down the field score, either way, your defense has to get a stop. So that question is moot. And they the just got is, one. The question is, can you beat Aaron Rodgers in overtime? Now, here's the thing: the fact that they had the greatest kicker of all time. If this was old school, um, if this was old, school yeah, old rules, rules yeah. Uh, I would, I would have said, I would say kick the, uh, yeah, because you know what, you're 50 50, you 50 50, you're gonna go down the field and, and make it. But now the fact that they can go down and score, if you can field goal, yeah, yeah. So, so if, if this was old school, and then keep that in consideration. If this was old school rules, I would say absolutely kick the PAD. And, and and go let let Mister sixty six yard field goal in Detroit you know win the yeah, game yeah 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 that's fair that's fair I yeah but again do you understand what I say? I say I can understand both sides of your argument the whole Brandon Staley thing and things like that throw it out the door yeah throw it out the door yeah and yeah and, and look I mean I think Harbaugh. He's he's one of the great coaches he's he's on the right you gotta respect, but you gotta, yeah. it's, I think we're talking about it because he's lost in this similar way in fairly short order right and now and now. With that, because of that loss, Char, that puts the Ravens on the outside looking in. Who, who, who the hell is leading the division, by the way? Cleveland? I don't even know who's leading. Cincinnati. The Cincinnati goes. I'm sorry, Cleveland lost to the Raiders. What, this, what, a, what, a, what a freaking miserable game that was. I know. Well, well they didn't have Baker Mayfield. They didn't have, they didn't have a bunch of guys. Right. Kareem no. Hunt was out. I mean, yeah. They, did, so, they had a big shove in the backfield. They had a big shove in the backfield. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and look, everything played out. Beautiful for the Packers, Char, because you had Tampa lose. You had you had the Cardinals lose. Yes, Dallas won, and now the Rams won. But now it's all shifted up. The Packers' sole possession of the number one seed in the NFC 11-3. And because the Bucks and Cardinals lost, the Cowboys have now elevated up to the two seed. Still three games left. Three games left. And, of course, the Cardinals and the Cowboys play each other in two weeks. So that all sort itself out. That's gonna that, that is that is an actual game to see who gets and here's the I wouldn't be shocked if that gets flexed Santa football. Like that game could easily it get flexed Santa football. What what is the deal with putting Chicago at a prime time game? What, like what the hell like oh it's Monday night football, it's Monday night football. I mean you that that, that that's gets decided before the season starts. You you can't flex Monday night. Yeah, it's terrible. Just, it just stop putting stop putting that Chicago team with that coaching stuff at, at like uh, come on. I mean who who wants to watch Chicago, Minnesota outside of people out of the north? Out of the north. Nobody. 
Nobody wants to watch that it game. It has zero. Look, not that it has. Okay. Yes, Minnesota is still in the hunt. But other than that, what implication it has it's zero it. implications for the division? It has yeah. basically no implications for nothing the sexy about that game. Still, yeah, yeah. It, it's and yeah, it's just terrible. It was, it was yeah, but 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 look, so sharp. We're looking at so Green Bay, Dallas, Tampa, Arizona, and and yeah, Arizona's at four. Rams are at five. But now Did we have, didn't you and I have a bet about this? What was the bet about who won the division? No, about the whole thing about the Rams beating uh, Rams beating Arizona and then ending up ending up having a better seed. And did we have some kind of better? I, I have to go back and listen to the to the old episode. Yeah, but, we probably uh, did. Are you saying you want me to buy you dinner? Is that what you're trying yeah. to? <laughs> look, again, I'm only saying this because of the amount of shit I took in week five through week eight. When I was riding the coattails up, I don't care that Arizona's undefeated. They're not the best team in the NFL. And I don't care if KC is, you know, they're, 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 they're going to do it. So anyways, that, that, that drum's going to be and, many times. Well, let's talk, let's talk about Dallas at number two real quick. Their defense. I mean, no, what can no. you say? I mean, no, no. the offense is efficient, but not what it once was. You don't have your quarterback. Where's your quarterback? I think he's still, I think he's still hurt. I, I, Are it, you sure? I'm not, but that's the only thing I can point to. Ever since that calf injury, he hasn't been the same. You don't have the same Dak. You don't have the same Zeke. You yeah. don't have the same Amari. I don't know what's going on. They won 21-6. to six. The defense forced four more turnovers. Trevon Diggs got his 10th interception of the year. Micah Parsons, you see, he, played, he was in that cornerback. He defended a wheel route. You see, I mean, was, I mean. No, it was, a, it was a fullback. Though, that he was, or was it a fullback? No, it was a wide receiver. It was Kenny Galladay. It was on Kenny Galladay. No way. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a beast. Who, who's the MVP uh, on your defense? It's got to be Michael Parsons, honestly. I mean, I know, I know. It could be argued, though. Trevon right? Diggs, yeah. I mean, it could be Demarcus argued. Lawrence had a couple sacks. He had a forced fumble. I mean, he was a four. He's finally yeah, healthy. But, but he hasn't been playing. So, but but really, if you have to give him yeah. MVP on your defense, could, could you blame somebody? I think Michael Parsons, like? week in and week out, man. It's yeah. it's hard. It's hard to argue. But it's look, such a game changer when you get pick sixes and then pick, you know. And look, I mean. Lawrence, Randy Gregory, Neville Gallimore. I mean, Micah Parsons, these guys coming out rushing. I mean, it is, I love Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn actually got a couple sacks out of, out of Lawrence, putting him in a tackle and rushing the guards. I mean, yeah. just so creative the way, the way they're winning these games, you know, Dallas. I, I really, hell, look, really if, if Dallas is yeah, Dan Quinn. Yeah. But if Dallas's defense, he's playing this way and their offense can, can get it somewhat together. I, I would think it's a hard team to beat. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's but, the, but- Again, keep in mind you're talking about probably the worst quarterback that I've seen place in the been. Oh, my Glennon. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, so bad. I mean, seriously, you're trying to tell me you don't have a better backup than that? That's, that's unbelievable. I mean, I mean, yeah. What what leads you to think Mike Lennon's the best guy for the job? It's okay, it's crazy. Is Mike Lennon that bad? So I'm going to give you the inverse of the Tyler Huntley and Lamar Jackson thing. Is Mike Lennon that bad, or is? Uh, or is the kid Jones, Daniel Jones. Uh, or Daniel Jones really better than we give him credit for? I think it's the latter, honestly. Right. I, I, I don't think Jones is that great, but compared to Mike Glennon, he's, he's... here's the thing. If you're trying to tell me that Mike Glennon had no chance of success because of the surrounding, you know, the no offensive line, so on and so forth, then then you got to give a lot of credit to Daniel Jones. I mean, Saquon played. They had all the res- I think Kadarius Tony missed because of COVID, but I mean, they they were fairly healthy. It was it was bad. It was it was a bad day. And look, I mean, yeah, the, the Cowboys have dominated the past couple of games. They got Washington next Sunday night. Hopefully they're going to be healthy as well. So they played Washington twice in two weeks. And then and then it's that, that Arizona game. It's going to be huge for them. I, I guess 
Yeah, I mean, do you, when you think of Dallas, are they really the second best team in the NFC? No. I mean, Tampa. But Tampa has Godwin's out for the year. Without Godwin, right? With now Evans and Fournette being week to week. Rams. <laughs> I mean, Rams. The Rams. Rams were unimpressive last night. They won twenty to ten. They were stark. They, they the, the game was hard. The game was 10-10. They the 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 Seahawks were called for a very ticky tacky holding call on third and twelve. And the Rams took that penalty. took that penalty. Right. Went up seven to ten, and then the Seahawks had a, a a blatant pass interference. Not called. Not called. When it was a one score game, yeah, and they ended up getting it and kicking a field goal to go up twenty to ten. That was really not a two score game. Like that was not a, a, like the Rams don't look and, and I'm not like so. I'm saying, I'm the who's the second best team in the NFC? Like the I think, but I th- I think it's the Cowboys yeah. by default. Okay, here, here's the thing: the Rams are down to their fourth tackle. Haven't seen was out. The back of that actually played really well the week before was out with COVID. The Cowboys didn't have tired. They haven't had Tyron Smith. I mean, I mean, no, no, no. We're not we're not comparing. What I'm, what I'm trying to say: the reason why possibly that the Rams were looking kind of lethargic on offense was was there but they really haven't had a great game i mean they they lost three in a row right and then they beat the jaguars and then look you're here yeah jags they beat the cardinal arizona was a big one and now seattle i'm telling you that arizona shows you that you can't overlook even a team like jags i mean like you know yeah you're right so you're right and now but and now but because of the fact that the cardinals have a four and one division record versus the rams having a three and two division record they for now have that edge but look this week coming up they might lose two in Indianapolis. And then they got Dallas too. Yeah. So hey, I'm I'm as a Rams fan, I'm feeling pretty happy about their, their situation right now. And they went through well, the struggles early, earlier. But Rams, hey, at Minnesota, at Baltimore, and then host of the Niners, so they haven't beaten since since not. I know it feels like but, right. But even if they go, even if they go two and one, there's some uh, you know, I I I how about this? I feel pretty confident about the Rams winning the division. So how's it going to shake out? Because right now, I think we all agree, Packers, Cowboys, Bucks, Cardinals, Rams, they're all going to be in the playoffs. The seeding is going to is going to vary, right? right. You've got the Niners and the Vikings at six and seven. I think Niners are legit And then you've got like Eagles and Saints and Washington, all right there, kind Washington. of there. For, for I feel like this. I feel like I don't see the Eagles overtaking the Vikings or the Niners for the, for that. No, they could. The, the Vikings are playing LA, you know, Viking Vikings have, uh, and, and again, Philadelphia, the way okay, Philadelphia has a little bit of grit that, that you don't see in teams like Minnesota. So I, I like how gritty, I like how gritty Philadelphia is. Look, even when they play Dallas, like they fall well, back. Well, look, and, and you're right. The next, the Vikings next two games are against the Rams and then at Green Bay. Yeah, forget <laughs> but they beat Green Bay earlier in the year. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're not going to sweep Green Bay. They're not going to sweep Green Bay. Yeah. Whereas you know, and the Eagles caught a break with Washington being depleted because of COVID. Yes. Right, and and now they play the Giants. They play at Washington again, and then they host Dallas. That game might so not go two and one. Let's say if they go two and one. Yeah, and the and the Vikings go one and two. One and two. Yeah. They might get in. They're they're in. Yeah. They're in. Eagles, Eagles got to be feeling good about that. So now, I, are they going to make any noise? Probably not. But I think in. you're going to have, look, initially, remember earlier on in the year, we talked about that you're going to have four teams out of the NFC West making it. Seattle is gone. You're going to have three teams out of the NFC West making it. And I think Philly is going to be the next one. Next one in. And then, How about the uh, NFC East? They call it NFC East. We might have two teams in the, yeah, in the NFC East going too. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. And Saints, Washington, they're, they're, they're pretty much out of it. 
Minnesota could be, yeah, is in oh, trouble. And, and then, yeah, San Francisco, man, won five of their last six games. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy's been playing well, very well. I think he's got Kittle back. You know, they're getting back to their old school kind of running attack. They're going to have Elijah back, so he's a Elijah's back, getting Ayuk involved. That's look, their old line that the left tackle is just a freaking maniac. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Trent, 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 Brown, Trent Williams, Trent Williams. Yeah, from Washington. Yeah, I when he was still with the with the Redskins, I and I went back and visited them. I this is when Bill Callahan was the old line coach. Yeah. With the skins, this is, I think two years ago, three years ago, I went in and I went to my old meeting room, which was kind of cool. And I sat there and we watched some game tape with both well, like Cali, yeah, Coach Callahan. And I asked him, I said, because you know, this is when he was sitting up. Uh, and I said, I said, yeah, tell me, Cali, is, is he is he that good? He goes, Char, he's the best I've ever seen. Wow. And then I turned around and said, You mean the second, you know, joking. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I couldn't even hold, I couldn't even hold his jock, but you know, Cali, uh, Callahan was my coach for the Raiders, so I absolutely love him. And then he told me, sure, he's the greatest I've seen. Wow. And you're talking about a career that spans what? And the Niners years. got him for, I don't no, know, it was, it was a deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, but he, for a generational left tackle, I, th- I think it was a second round thing. I don't think they gave a first round pick. I don't I mean, care if they gave, I, I gave up two first round picks. Yeah, yeah. For a generational, yeah. So good, so good for them. They're they're playing well. Sure. Let's talk AFC real quick. We've talked about the Chiefs. They've got sole possession of, of number, the number one seed right now. But look. You know, Patriots are still there. Titans are, you know, they're mathematically there, but I think we all we all feel like, yeah. So really, it's probably it's likely a two horse race in the AFC for that one seed between the Pats and the Chiefs, which is crazy that those are, you know, a couple of years removed. Those are the best two teams in the AFC again. Which you've got Tennessee at three. Don't count Buffalo. Don't count Buffalo out yet. So Buffalo's at seven right now. They're but 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 to, to be fair, they're like we said. Four teams, the Bengals, Colts, Chargers, Bills, are all eight and six, right? So if the and, and and so they're really a game out of the second seed right now. There's so much that could happen here, right? And then you got the Ravens at eight on the outside looking in. The Steelers, you talked about ties maybe helping. They're seven, six, and one. Maybe that tie does help them down the road. Only, Who knows? only for them to win the division, obviously. Look, they have to. Here, unfortunately, here's the best teams that I see out of that division. I still, I still think Baltimore is the best team out of the out of the North. Okay, I, I the, the question is who are they going to replace, right? Like, I actually, I actually think I can see, I can see the Chargers just crapping the bed after and, this and, loss. Yeah, and like, and the but Ravens, a really and, good team though, and the Ravens overtake them. But that's just what the Chargers do, man. No, it's I, like you're always waiting for the Chargers to implode somehow. Yeah, Chargers, Chargers doing Chargers things. Here, here's my top teams, and and uh, it goes, it goes Kansas City. And then a, a big drop off, and then you have teams like Patriots, Bills, Colts. Well, if you look at this, like who's who's actually gonna, what's gonna change here, right? Like who's who's gonna are any of these teams on the and, outside looking in on the bubble no, and, and, gonna and pop up? No, and, and here's the thing: unfortunately, you have teams like Bengals and uh, and Tennessee that are division leaders right now. That yeah, I don't think default. they're. Yeah. I don't think they're. Uh, the Ravens are probably a little better, right? I think the Ravens are yeah. better, and I think obviously we all know Colts are better than Tennessee. So they're playing hot, yeah. But, but that's going to be here's the thing though: that's going to be huge for for AFC teams because if you're going to have two weak division winners like that in, it's going to make it. It's going to make a team like Indianapolis, who's going to be coming in as a as a wild card team. Imagine, imagine if okay, who do you think is going to be favorite? Let's say playoff starts tomorrow, and Indianapolis has to go to Cincinnati and play a playoff game. 
Are you fucking kidding me? Like I think it'll be like a, like a pick em. It might be like Cincy, like minus you're, one or something. You're not going to have the division winner at home five-point favorite. No. No. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and honestly, God, I would if, if it's a picking game, I'm, I'm putting money on Colts. I think the Colts would be one or two-point favorite. I think I think the Colts will be one or two point team favorite. The Colts are just as good. Again, we talked about it. We said let's see how they stack up against uh, against New England. Now again, I don't think they're as good as them beating the crap out of New England. I, I think it's just the rookie played like a rookie. I think they're at the very least they're they're heads up with New England and Buffalo and and teams like that. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So I think based on this, I could see. We said the Eagles probably overtake the Vikings in the NFC. Right. I could see the Ravens overtaking. I don't know what it is. I just, I feel well, like the Chargers have left. Do, do they have, uh... Uh, you know, but I, I'm more saying that because it's the Chargers history, but uh, yeah, they do. So they play, well, yeah, you're right. The Chargers schedule is actually pretty nice. Right. So they play at the Texans, they host the Broncos, and they're at the Raiders. They should run the table. They should run out. And this is what's really sad about it. Again, they should have beaten the Chiefs. And they should have ran the table and, and won the division and possibly have a top two seating. But that's the Chargers. Well, think about it. Possibly having the analytics cost them possibly a top two seating. And look, and the, and the Ravens, to be fair, they don't really have, I mean, they're at Cincy, who blew them out earlier. They play host of the Rams, and then they're playing the host of the Steelers. I mean, those are those are not, those are some some black and blue games. So, so that's fair. The Chargers could. I just I'm waiting for that collapse. But I don't I, think you're gonna see it this year. I, I don't see I don't see Pittsburgh. I don't see Pittsburgh making a move. I think they're gonna be right there, but I don't think they're gonna ultimately prevail because they're playing they're playing at KC. I think that's probably gonna end their season, right? Then they play the Browns and then they play the Ravens the Ravens again. I I just don't see Pittsburgh unless on one of those teams like the Ravens and the Steelers, if Indianapolis takes control of that division. Tennessee's not making it as a if Tennessee loses the division, you know they're not gonna make they're not gonna make it as a, a it would take an epic, an epic collapse. Right. I don't see your boy Rable letting that happen, but well, look, it's you don't have AJ Brown, you have Derrick Henry, you have Julio Jones come back for one game and he's done. And, and I feel bad for Ryan Cannon because look who he's playing with. I mean, yeah, he's, he's not he doesn't have much to play. Yeah, I think he's unfairly being judged for yeah, Tennessee's gonna be one I think Tennessee's gonna be one and done in the playoffs for the, for the oh, playoffs, absolutely. probably. But yeah, man, I think yeah, this is this is it's, it's shaping up. The playoff is coming clear picture. And again, I'll, I'll say this. I think the AFC has more well-rounded playoff teams. Well, the NFC, they're a little more top-heavy. They've got really solid top four, top five, and then it kind of drops off at the end. But uh, yeah, it's going to be... the AFC has, a, has one team that can compete with those NFC teams on any given basis. Chiefs. Chiefs. Again, I'm not saying that the Bills in the past couldn't beat those teams. Obviously, anybody could beat anybody, but I'm... I'm talking about if, if you know playing up ten times and really you know coming out 50-50 with them. So uh, yeah, yeah, and and so some 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 big games here heading into this week. I'm really looking at these are the big ones, right? You've got Colts at Cardinals, huge huge game. That's on Saturday, I believe. Then you've got Bills at Patriots for first place in the AFC East, right? You got Rams Vikings, not grammar, but but you know. This it's going to have an impact on the NFC playoff picture seating, so that'll be interesting. Well, that's a game. That's a game that the Cardinals are going to be watching. So absolutely, and then Ravens Bengals, huge. I mean, that yeah. Ravens could go to first place in the division if they win this game, yeah. right? They're right, be right back in the driver's seat. On Thursday, they're playing somebody important. Tennessee's playing the 49ers. That's a big one too. That's that's a big one. That's low key a big one. I mean, I think I think San Francisco should be a five six point favorite. At, at Tennessee, though, I don't care. 
Okay. Okay, you know what? Okay, then drop it. Drop it three points. Three points. Okay. So there should be a three. What are the because I don't have my computer, so I, I I can't see the line. But I would I would make I would make San Francisco three four point favorite at, at, at Tennessee. And then Pittsburgh at at the Chiefs, and then obviously hey, uh, I, I, Cowboys I, I, can lock up the NFC East if they if they beat if they beat Washington on Sunday night. Which they, the which, which they should. Right. It's at home, but that's a divisional. Washington always gives us trouble. And funny, stop, they, they, in stop, Dallas, too. Stop, stop. No? You guys crush them. You guys crush them. Again, it's a division game. It has nothing to do with, with, with the Redskins. It has to do with the fact that it's a division game. They've already played each other once, so there's some familiarity. And, you know, your offense isn't hitting on all cylinders. So that's the only thing. Not- the guy rooting for the Redskins. That's that's the one thing I can I can, I can count on. Is the same way the same way that Diggs can get pick sixes, he also gives up touchdowns. He gave us so, anything the way. So Charlotte, sure, let's, let's end on this note. Which of these games? Let's go through. So let's talk about if you could pick one, you could watch, and you have to miss the others. What, what would you pick? We got Colts at Cards, Bills at Pats. Let's call it uh, Steelers at Chiefs. Ravens at Bengals and Washington at the Cowboys. I thought because you're because Washington, you're yeah, fan, but, but yeah, I'm yeah. Talking, no, as a fan, yeah, as a fan, yeah, as yes, a okay, no, as a fan. Which one are you as picking? An analyst, no, as an analyst, I would have to say Colts and the and the Cardinals. I know it's intriguing. I was for me, it's between Colts and Cardinals and Bills at the Patriots. Yeah, but we've That's, already seen. We've kind of already seen that. It's going to be great. Don't don't get me wrong. It's going to be great. The weather was crazy, but yeah, we, yeah. Uh, but I really yeah, Colts at Cards is going to be like yeah. like Colts at Cards is is like that game and San Francisco at Tennessee. Those games are going to have like the results going to have monumental impact on the seating playoff for, seating for all four teams. For all four teams, for yeah, all four teams. yeah. So because here's the thing, I got news for you. If the Cardinals go and get blown out by Indianapolis. I can't see that, but yeah, I mean, it could. It if, could. If, it, if it happens, I might have, I might have been overrating them by saying they're the fifth best team in the NFC. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Well, and then they got Dallas the following week, so right. it's, it's it's not not easy sledding. But cool, man. Listen, it was cool recording with you here, buddy. Absolutely. We got to do this more often. When are you coming to Dallas to record with me? You know what? Okay. It will not be in the summer. <laughs> no. So you got between now, yeah. Maybe maybe between yeah. now and uh, Super Bowl weekend, yeah. Well, we'll figure something out in the off season at some point. Prior to the season starting, come on, check out the Persian community. That's Dude, the third largest, third largest community. app behind, yeah, behind DC. So, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to wear my Redskins uniform. I'm going to come out there. And see <laughs> I was, I'm not with this guy. Actually, <laughs> actually, you know what? Wear because no one's going to mess with you. I can guarantee you that. You, you can wear anything. <laughs> no one's messing with you. All right, buddy. Always good doing this. We should do it more in person, man. This is fun. Absolutely, it's a lot of fun. Right? All right, man. We'll sign it off. Until next time. Peace.